With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, this is Dahlia Lithwick, host of Slate's legal podcast, Amicus. If you're listening to this show, you might be interested in Amicus's live show that we're hosting in Washington, D.C., on Tuesday, May the 14th, my colleague Mark Joseph Stern and I will be talking to some amazing guests, including Sherilyn Eiffel and a sitting state Supreme Court justice, all about how originalism, a relatively recently invented way of interpreting the Constitution, has taken over the Supreme Court and radically reshaped the law. It's been doctrinal rocket fuel for the conservative legal movement and facilitated the rolling back of abortion rights, the expansion of gun rights, and the obliteration of the separation of church and state. And as another wildly consequential Supreme Court term careers to its end, the court's originalists are on a tear. But there's something you can do about it, and we hope you'll join us in D.C. on May 14th to explore the possible pathways out of the current situation. Go to slate.com slash amicus live for tickets. Hi, this is Josh Levine, the host of Slate's sports podcast, Hang Up and Listen. I've got a special extra mini episode for you guys today on the secret history of the greatest chant in sports. Back in January, an official from the Wisconsin Interscholastic Athletics Association emailed officials at state high schools to say that they should take immediate steps to correct unsporting behavior at school-sanctioned games. Among the unsporting behavior cited, students chanting, you can't do that, fundamentals, airball, there's a net there, sieve, and we can't hear you. A little while later, the WIAA tried to walk back that email, saying, the intention of the message was misconstrued and morphed into something far beyond what it was and what it was intended for. If that's the case, then the WIAA's original email did a very poor job of making that distinction. Everybody chant, confusing email. The Wisconsin sportocrats' biggest mistake here was their failure to recognize that some rhythmically chanted quasi-insults are better than others. Siv, siv, siv is impossible to chant in a harmonious fashion. It's too harsh, too clipped. But airball, airball, now that's a chant. It's sing-songy and devastating, a beautiful, brutal response to the most pitiful of basketball errors, a shot that misses the basket entirely. The airball chant can come out as a series of aggressive staccato bursts, as in this 2010 game where Maryland fans jeered Clemson's Trevor Booker. 10-point game. Three by Booker. Airball. That's fine. If you're Maryland, you say, okay. 
In this clip of the student section at the University of Central Florida, it can sound dismissive, almost scornful. That second clip is what I consider the classic airball chant. The syllables are long and drawn out, the crowd perfectly in sync as it taunts the not-so-straight-shooting opposition. This is a beautiful, miraculous thing. In a 1995 paper titled Airball, Spontaneous Large Group Precision Chanting, an English professor named Cheryl P. Heaton wrote that without direction, instruction, a conductor or a pitch pipe Thousands of strangers massed in indoor stadiums and arenas are able, if stimulated by an airball, to chant airball in total and rhythmic unison. An Associated Press story on the phenomenon noted that the professor's research has provided no clues about how or why this interesting sporting phenomenon takes place. That's not quite right. We do have a few clues about where this interesting sporting phenomenon comes from. The Oxford English Dictionary's earliest citation for airball is a 1967 story from the Hayward, California Daily Review. Cal State four times lofting airballs at an orange basket that may as well have been painted invisible. The writer, Jack Smith, went on to note that Cal State's problems went beyond simply shooting basketballs that failed to touch the rim. The Pioneers four times flipped the ball directly toward a startled but appreciative Chico State Wildcat. You will not be surprised to learn that airball lofting Cal State lost this game to mighty Chico State by the score of 57 to 43. By 1968, the term had traveled south to Santa Cruz. John Whitman picked off an airball of teammate Mike Compton, reported the Santa Cruz Sentinel. And by 1971, it had made its way to the East Coast arcing into newspapers like the Bennington Banner of Vermont. With airballs flying across gyms nationwide, the time was right for America's favorite mellifluous basketball-themed taunt. Duke's fabled student section, the Cameron Crazies, credits itself with starting the airball chant, a self-congratulatory claim that's in keeping with the ethos of Duke basketball fandom. Now let's consider the evidence. On February 24, 1979, the Blue Devils beat the North Carolina Tar Heels 47-40, a game that would have been a small footnote in the history of the rivalry if not for the unusual halftime score, Duke 7, UNC 0. The 45-second shot clock didn't come to men's college basketball until 1985, but even for the pre-shot clock era, this was an exceptionally low-scoring half of basketball. Under its coach Dean Smith, North Carolina often ran an offensive system called the Four Corners. My colleague Stefan Fatsis told the whole fascinating history of the Four Corners in an afterball on Hang Up and Listen last year. The basic idea is that players on the offensive team stand in the corners and pass the ball back and forth, frustrating the defense. In the era before the shot clock, teams would sometimes use the Four Corners to bleed the clock down to zero. It wasn't just Dean Smith playing slow-down basketball at the time. In 1968, North Carolina State beat Duke 12-10 to in an ACC tournament game. Now back to that 1979 game between Duke and North Carolina at Cameron Indoor Stadium in Durham, North Carolina. According to an article in UNC's student newspaper, The Daily Tar Heel, 
Duke had been clobbered by 21 points three nights earlier when Clemson used a deliberate spread offense. That gave Dean Smith an idea. I talked to Rich Yoniker, who played forward and center for the Tar Heels that season, and he told me what happened after the last practice before the Duke-UNC game. He said, what if we go into four corners from the beginning of the game and we'll take their crowd out of it and we'll take the players' enthusiasm out of the game? Wouldn't that be something to shut up the crowd? And so, you know, we're, all of us are sitting there. What are we going to say to Coach Smith? You know, that's a terrible idea. No, <laughs> it was something we never thought of. And so we all said, yeah, yeah, that would be really good. You know, we'll, we'll take them out of it. Fast forward to February 24th, 1979. Duke scored in the first minute to take a 2-0 lead. And then North Carolina held the ball. And held it. And held it. Five minutes elapsed. Nothing. Smith watched calmly, his arms folded, his legs crossed, wrote the Daily Tar Heel. Ten minutes elapsed. Still nothing. Smith still calm. The fans still irate. Here's James Armstrong, who was then a freshman at Duke and watched the game from the student section. It's pretty annoying. Uh, we started chanting boring with the cadence. Boring. Boring. And we did that off and on through the first half. Duke eventually stole the ball and made a free throw to take an enormous 3 to nothing lead. And then, with a little more than four minutes to go in the first half, Rich Yoniker went rogue. I had gotten the ball in the corner. Uh, I was down in the left corner on the baseline um, in this particular scenario. And boy, that hoop looked really good. It looked so big. And I took a dribble in, and I took a shot. And um, like I've told people over over the years, um, it was a great shot. It was right on line, but it was an eight-foot shot, and I, and I shot it 14 feet. There are clips from the game on YouTube, and you can watch Yonaker's wide-open lefty jumper sail over the rim. Here's what it sounded like on the game broadcast. Nobody should hold the ball long if they want this to work. Because get it to the first free man you see and don't piddle around. Yonaker takes the shot, the first one for North Carolina, and Duke's got the ball. Boy, he got nothing but ass. You can hear the crowd roar, and the announcer says, Boy, he got nothing but air. But what you won't hear is anyone in the crowd chanting airball. What you heard in that clip, or what you didn't hear, contradicts a bunch of written accounts on message boards and Duke basketball encyclopedias, all of which indicate that fans started chanting airball immediately after Yonaker's missed shot. Even so, players from that Duke team, including the Blue Devils' All-American Jim Spinarkle and Kenny Denard, the guy who caught Yonaker's airball, they all insisted to me that they heard the Cameron Crazies chant airball that day. Barry Jacobs, a Duke grad and a longtime sports writer, also told the Charlotte Observer in 2005, I was there and heard it. And there is contemporaneous nonpartisan evidence that at the very least, Yonaker was derided for his missed shot, with the Washington Post writing on March 4th, 1979, that he got the nickname airball for a shot he threw up during Duke's recent victory over Carolina. It's not just Duke players and Duke grads who remember hearing airball, airball that day. So does Rich Yoniker. I always give credit to the Duke students who are just insane about their team. And um, they were the ones that came up 
with yelling out the term airball. All right. So here's what I think is going on here. Airball connoisseurs will know that there's another variation of the chant. If a guy misses the rim, particularly devoted fans will let him know about it for the rest of the game, shouting airball, airball every time he touches the ball. If that's what happened on February 24th, 1979, that would explain why you can't hear anyone chanting anything immediately after Yannicker's airball. Kenny Denard, the Duke player who caught the airball, actually posted a couple of videos of the missed shot on YouTube and on Vimeo. One of the versions includes a caption written by Denard. After this shot, every time he touched the ball at Duke for the rest of his career, Duke students would hauntingly chant, air ball, air ball, air ball, until he gave up the rock. James Armstrong, the Duke student who chanted, boring, boring, when Carolina stood there holding the ball, says that Denard is right. The Cameron crazies did start in with air ball the next time Yonaker touched the ball, not immediately after he missed. But Armstrong doesn't agree with Yonaker or the Duke players on the larger claim here. Armstrong says that February 24th, 1979 wasn't the first time he heard the airball chant. Prior to that, when we saw airballs, people would be chanting airball to the cadence you normally hear for defense, going airball, clap, clap, airball, clap, clap. Uh, because we'd been chanting boring up to that point, it was a natural evolution to change it to airball, airball, the same cadence as we did for boring. Armstrong said to me that the first time he heard someone shouting about an airball was when he was in high school. He went to Mendham High School in Mendham, New Jersey, and he says that the chant would have come from the opposing fans because the Mendham team was terrible. So the new thing here was the cadence, not the chant itself. And all credit to the Duke fans because the cadence is what makes airball, airball, such a special taunt. North Carolina did go on to lose the famous airball game. They came out of their stall in the second half, but they couldn't catch up. Rich Yonaker did get his revenge a few weeks later, scoring 10 points as UNC beat Duke 71 to 63 in the finals of the ACC tournament. Almost four decades later, Yonaker doesn't hold the chant against Duke fans. He thought it was smart and creative and funny. He says he's happy with how his career played out and not at all bitter about being associated with a shot that flew several feet over the rim. We used to have people, students at Carolina, say, man, I wish I could just come out and shoot one layup in warm-ups with you guys. It would make my life. You know, and, and here I am, a skinny little kid from Euclid, Ohio, and I end up getting to be fortunate enough to have, be recruited by them, first of all, and then to be offered a scholarship is just amazing. That's great. Um, can I get you to do the airball chant like, like it was in the stands that day? No, you can't because <laughs> I never chanted it, so I don't know how to do it. <laughs> That was Rich Yonaker, a great college basketball player and maybe the greatest sport of all time. And thanks also to Duke alum and Duke basketball fan James Armstrong.
If you liked this Hang Up and Listen Extra, send us an email at hangup at slate.com, and we'll try to bring you more of these nuggets from sports history. There's going to be a text version of the story on Slate that includes video of Rich Onaker's airball. I'll link to that story on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash hangupandlisten. Please support our show by subscribing to Hang Up and Listen in iTunes. You can find us by going to itunes.com slash slatepodcasts. And it would be very extremely helpful if you left us a comment and a rating. More ratings means more subscribers. Jeffrey Reddick, not JJ Reddick, produced this episode. The executive producer of Slate's podcast is Steve Lichtai, and Andy Bowers is the chief content officer of Panoply. Hang up and listen as part of the Panoply network. Check out our entire roster of podcasts at iTunes.com slash Panoply. Remember Zamo Beatty, and thanks for listening. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.